Well, hello there. Why, it is Alf Bergen here, your host. Now I tell you, y'all better, y'all better put on your sitting britches because we're going to have a conversation here, okay? <laughs> uh, I'm in a mood right now because I'm about to go see a country music man. And I, I don't know, I listen to the country music. Um, really just put me in a mood. So, um, <laughs> apologies for the, the country accent there. Well, hey, I, I, you, you making fun of the way I talk? Boy, I'll come over there. <laughs> I'll fucking whip you outside the hedge, you hear? You don't make fun of the way I talk. I'm not making fun of the way you guys talk. Um, I'm not making fun of the way anybody talks, because that's a caricature of a hillbilly. Uh, which is what country music sounds like to me, is caricatures of hillbillies that don't make any sense. But, but hey... That is the, I would say, predominant music uh, genre in this neck of the woods. So uh, we get a lot of that shit here. But um, I'm going to a country concert tonight. Um, the Whiskey Myers Band. <laughs> I don't know if it's a band. Is Whiskey Myers a man? I don't know. I have no fucking idea. Uh, but one of my friends is big into country. And this is like one of his favorite bands, supposedly. And um, he asked if I wanted to go, and I said, sure, because I haven't been to the new uh, venue downtown, and it's, um, you know, just appreciating live music is a good thing. Um, and I don't, I don't really mind country. It's not that I, like, dislike it, but I just don't, I don't understand it, um, which is weird, because, like, I think I understand rap better than I do country music. Like, I, I get kind of the, I don't know, the goal behind it, or, or maybe the point, or something like that, but I... Country is just incomprehensible to me, and, and like the the fandom around it doesn't make a lot of sense. Like, like I remember when I was in um, like high school. Like that's when people started going to concerts, and Riverbend was the concert venue that everyone went to, and tickets were cheap because you go sit in the lawn, and it was pretty big. And you know, it, they'd have like you know when I was in high school, I think the big band was uh, the Life Is a Highway. I won't ride it all night long. That one. Uh, what are they called? Rascal Flats. Uh, they were the big ones. And, you know, I never went because I just didn't like the music. Um, but you'd see pictures on Facebook. And, like, all these girls that you knew we went to grade school with who, you know, wore nothing but tennis shoes and, I don't know, the classic, I don't know, suburban little girl clothes would all of a sudden turn up to these country, all of them. Like somehow they, I think they all went shopping together and got like a checkered shirt, you know, and they they buttoned like, I don't know, a few of them in the midriff and they tied, you know, it kind of opened where their, their bellies, belly buttons were. And you'd see like the floozies with their belly button rings. Like if you allowed your daughter to get a, a belly button ring, you know, at the age of like 14, uh, you knew she was putting out. And then... They, like, you know, with those, like, jean shorts that also were, like, a good barometer of, like, what how, the level of control that uh, dad had over the household. You could pretty much tell, you know, if they were, like, halfway down the legs, you knew that was, uh, you know, there were rules in that household. But then the ones where, like, the butt cheeks were just about coming out the back of them, that's where, you know, uh, dad had absolutely no control of, control of the house. Um, Jesus, Pat. Um... <laughs> Control of the house? Over or of the house? Do you, do you exert control over or of a house? Anyway, 
but they all had cowboy boots too. You know, someone from Ohio showing up to a Rascal Flats concert in fucking jean shorts, cowboy boots, a checkered shirt. <laughs> and then if you really were getting into the, into the spirit, you would uh, get your hair. And, uh, I, and there's like a very particular style that women in the country have, like with long hair. And it's like the where it's like stringy almost like it looks like sticky and stringy. Um, it is like wavy, you know, and, it, and it's down in that style. I, I don't even know how to call it, but yeah, that was, that was the look if you really wanted to complete it. Anyway, it was completely incomprehensible to me because I was like, I, are you going to a concert or a theme party? I, I don't know what about wearing a checkered shirt and cowboy boots makes, I don't know, Rascal Flats more enjoyable, but, uh, that was the look. I always thought it was stupid. Um, but it was also a good opportunity to get like, you know, to get lit, absolutely lit. I heard a story, I knew a girl that um, <laughs> she got alcohol poisoning by drinking vodka out of a plastic Ziploc bag that she found on the ground at Riverbend, which was a great story. Imagine, imagine your 15-year-old coming home, or not even coming home, getting a call from the hospital that um, she had to be taken to the hospital to get her stomach pumped because she got alcohol poisoning drinking vodka out of a Ziploc bag that she had found on the ground. <laughs> <laughs> that must have been a fun phone call. Uh, but you know, I don't know. It probably wasn't funny for a while. I wonder if that ever gets funny. Like, that's even even at 20, in your late 20s, that's an embarrassing one. Like, it's funny on one hand, but also like, Jesus Christ, how desperate were you uh, to get a buzz? I don't know. <laughs> yeah, that was it. That was it. Anyway, so I don't know. I want to get all this shit out of my system now. So I'm, I'm a good, I'm a good, you know partner to go to a concert with because you know the last thing you need is someone trashing your favorite band all next to it being like how don't i just don't get this why is there no melody why does all of the members of this band just look disinterested i mean that's a that's a, a good sign of a country band if the if the lead guitar player looks less interested in the act than me uh, that's probably an authentic uh, country country band, um, but I don't know. I was, I was literally just listening to like the like the, one of the songs that came on, and uh, you know, the way you know first the first observation with country music is that it's like there's no melody. I don't understand what the aversion is to melody. Is melody gay? I, like if it sounds too much like a musical, does it you know turn off the demographic, the main demographic? of just angry men. Um, yeah, so no melody, which is kind of frustrating. Because to me, that all sounds the same. Like, it's like borderline rapping, and, like, the further we've gone along, like, you know, this band that's putting out music in 2022, it's like, it's almost like a rap. I mean, they're, they're not, it's, it's not as fast as a rap, but it's, it's still pretty much just, like, saying words quickly in a monotone. Um, and then, like, I, I don't know if it's also intentional where like they just, the vocabulary, they just choose not to have an expansive vocabulary. Like I was listening to like one bit of the song where it was like, you know, talking about the world gone crazy and the way that like the structure of like, you know, the way he was singing it, if he had just said the world gone mad, which would probably be like a more British way of saying it. But like, you know, I guess you have someone being like mad. 
The world ain't mad. It's crazy. <laughs> what do you mean by mad? I ain't angry. It's like, no, the, the, mad has multiple meanings, I'm afraid. Um, but if, if, you know, he said crazy, which required him to say the world gone and he paused for like half a beat and then like turned crazy into a three syllable word. The world gone crazy. <laughs> it didn't even make sense. I was like, just say mad. Like if I can pick apart a song and be like, you fucked up that, like you, you fucked up that stanza. And like part of beauty, right? Like an aesthetic beauty is like, how can you elegantly express something in the fewest amount of, in like the least amount of effort, right? Like I think that's a good general definition of beauty. Beautiful things are, are things that are simple, uh, but also remarkable and they're efficient. Beauty is efficient um, in its expression, I think. Um, but so yeah, it doesn't make sense to like, why, why use an extra stanza when you can just use one with a, a better word that honestly rhymed better and fit better with like, you know, like crazy is a two syllable word. And like the majority of the words in that, in that line were, were single syllable. So like it's out of place. Like this is like poetry 101, you know, heaven help anyone that fucking reads poetry and is also a country music fan, I guess. I don't know. Do you think the average country music fan, like, even, I don't know, fucking reading Longfellow? We'll talk about a man that was fucking wordy, that guy. Uh, or Robert Burns. I don't know. I don't know. So, uh, look, I... I don't know. The melody thing makes me mad. But, it's you know, there's, like, a driving beat, too. But it's never, like, you don't get too excited listening to it. Like, there's nothing that's ever going to really jazz you up. I just have, like, a, an image in my mind of somebody that listens to, like, country, like, in the car that's just, like, just emptily staring ahead, you know, on the open road. Just there's nothing going on in the brain other than just, like, slowly nodding. Probably have, like, a lip in or something, and you're just, like, slowly nodding. But not slowly nodding, but, like, nodding to the, to the beat, you know, almost like those TikTok girls that do that thing where they're, like, nodding, and then they pan the camera, and they make some fucking snarky comment about a man that's probably completely untrue. Uh, just completely made up for the likes. But it gets like a million likes because there's nothing that women on social media enjoy more than trashing men. Um, you know, because that's just, that's how the algorithm works, I guess. I don't know. But I just, I picture guys doing that like in their pickup, in their pickup trucks doing that. <laughs> just nodding along. Hey, so dumb. I don't know. They, and they like talking about drinking and not like happy drinking. Like either their daddy or they have some sort of uh, alcohol problem. And, and like the, they're t always telling stories too. Like it's usually like they're, they're telling stories about like some vague man or, or like some caricature of a man who, you know, is fucking drinking moonshine, 5 a.m. Well, this is us. This is our culture. We fucking problematically drink. I don't know. I'd ban it. If I were an authoritarian, I would say no more country music. <laughs> so that's a bad example. I mean, people like relate to that shit too. People like legitimately are like, yep, that <laughs> that's what I, that's the ideal I aspire to. I it, like, I just, there's no, I don't know. Like the relatability of 
listening. Like, why would you even want to rehash that? Like, let's let's just pretend like your daddy was a, an alcoholic. Like, why would you want to listen to like someone rehashing that in like a somewhat nostalgic and romantic manner? Like, I I just think it's like fucked up because it's not even true. Like, I guarantee the majority of people that listen to country music. I can guarantee this. The majority of people that listen to country music had good had good backgrounds. I guarantee you they had good backgrounds. They didn't have an alcoholic daddy, right? But their life is full of disappointment. So you got to put your disappointment somewhere. You got to blame somebody. And if you can, you know, create this archetype in your head of like, you know, some sort of, maybe, maybe it's like a, it's a metaphor for like your daddy not paying enough attention to you. You know, if, if your dad paid more attention to you, maybe you'd be better off. And so the, the alcohol is like a substitution for any sort of idol that isn't you. The narcissism in that is just incredible. You know, but also like these like fit, like, and like country, country music stars, like they're good looking guys too. It's, it's not like uh, country music uh, stars. They're usually good looking guys, a little gruff. Um, the type... <laughs> You know, like when girls go around saying like they like, uh, you know, they like a bit of a bigger man. That's what they're talking about. Right. Because skinny guys, skinny guys don't like country music. Right. It's, just, it's, it's too inactive. You get fat listening to country music. Because all it makes you want, it makes you, I don't know, it depresses me. It makes you depressed. I, I don't know any country music that makes me like not depressed. You know, so, you, you know, you want to. Pour that extra glass of Jim Beam, Jack Daniels, moonshine, moonshine from your uncle's fucking bathtub, right? And you just do that over a lifetime, uh, and then slowly you know, the the synapses in your nerve and joint endings stop working, so you can't get up and move around as much. You get that little red rosy nose, that little pot belly, beer belly, um, and then you're about dead. It. Uh, 59 Cause you got cirrhosis Cause you sat and listened to country music your whole life Um but yeah no that's Girls that like bigger guy I want a bigger guy Um They're gonna listen to country music <laughs> Because also you know coke is a really Really good way to keep your appetite down And uh you know you go and listen to the house music What, what a lot of the kids are listening to these days You wanna take some molly All those are appetite suppressants Unlike weed or booze, or you just want to stuff your face with fatty foods, line your stomach. Uh, with those things, man, you just want to jump around, sweat it all out. Um, i tell you what, girls that go to those things, they're not looking for some chubby guy. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what I'm talking about. But, but again, this is better to express all of these bullshit fake takes now than um, a few hours later, so... Look, you go with it. I, I don't know. I just, the, the relatability thing bothers me a little bit. The, you know, all the problematic drinking and not doing anything. The, the fictional characters. There's always, there's always a, on an album about a soldier that fought in Fallujah. Which I, <laughs> looking at the general population. I, I'm, I'm gonna, all right, I'm going to do this right now. Just based on like. How, how many Iraqi war veterans do you know that fought in Fallujah? I don't know any personally. I know, I know folks who are in the military. But let's see. How many, how many 
U.S. soldiers fought in Fallujah. Um, it looks like we had about 10,000 troops there. And, oh, no, no. Uh, all right. Oh, Jesus. All right. Wikipedia. Hold on. There's a second battle of Fallujah. Um, all right. So America, yeah, we had about 10,500 troops. Um, but if you listen to any country music album, they probably have a song about Fallujah. Um, and a soldier coming home from war. And, you know, the same people are going to be like, oh, I relate to that. I knew a guy that was in the army, and now he is a vicious alcoholic. I, re- <laughs> I think the only people that have, like, a legitimate excuse to being alcoholics are probably war veterans. Ones that saw action, anyway. I'm not talking about the douches that spent four years at a base in Germany. I'm talking about the guys that were actually about to life fluids. Like, they, they are allowed to have hard drinking problems. But the problem is, you listen to a song like this, and it sounds like it's quite prevalent. All right, so 10,000 troops. How many, how many people in the U.S.? How many U.S. citizens? Isn't this, this is a great podcast. You're just listening to me Google uh, statistics. There's about 330 million. All right, so what is 330? Hold on, 30 million divided by, what did we say? 10,000? What percent? What percent is that? Oh, fuck. Jesus Christ. You have to do it the other way. I don't understand division. Uh, I understand words, but uh, division's bad. 330. It is point. This is the, the percent of the American population that fought in Fallujah, by the way. It is point zero zero three percent You have a better chance of knowing a child that died of COVID than you do of knowing a... <laughs> oh, that's a controversial take. You got a better chance of knowing a, a child that died of COVID than knowing anyone that fought in Fallujah, statistically speaking. Um, what, they should sing about that. That's more relatable. What, what country music artists should start talking about COVID. And how they knew someone that died of COVID. And that's got to be half of their fan base anyway. I mean, half the people... I would... No, no, more than that. Jesus Christ. 90% of people in a, uh, in a COVID ward at a hospital are probably country music fans. Right? They've got a few comorbidities at that point. Didn't get the vaccine. That's what they should do. You know what? Uh, Johnny Cash played country music at a prison, right? That was kind of his thing. I think that country music artists should now go to COVID wards and, and perform there. For all the people on ventilators. Right? And that can be a more relatable story for their audience. I guarantee you. <laughs> I guarantee you, like, these people didn't know anyone that fought in the Iraq war. Never mind Fallujah versus the amount of people that, you know, their grandfather or their uncle died of COVID. Um, I think that's, that's certainly, that's the demographic there. So I think that's a good idea. <laughs> Oh dear, what the fuck? I don't know. There's something about the war thing though. Like I wonder, like th- that is a recurring theme, um, and I 
it's like a, it would be an interesting cultural question of like you know who's kidding who like the the school shooters tend to be young men white men young white men in there uh like eight yeah like 18 to 20 range and what, like the prevalence of these things are happening more and you know it's no secret although the media would fucking not tell you this and someone might call me a racist for saying it but like you know the it's no secret that the majority of like let's say violent crime that's committed in cities is committed by young black men probably of around the same age um i wonder if there's like just like in our culture like a lack of like the amount of fantasizing we do about war like if you look at pretty much any best selling video game the top movies that come out always involve some sort of you know gun scene never mind the enduring appeal of anything that's world war 2 i mean i'm obsessed with reading and learning about wars from you know years ago not just recent like you know even when people are fighting with swords and bayonets and things like that like i'm interested in that and i love learning about that stuff and it's like prevalent in my mind and i would imagine that's the same for a lot of young men too and i I wonder to the extent that we've like emasculated that you know like there is there's a drum beat i think in most men that fantasizes about what you would do in war i mean just look at like what's happening in ukraine and I, I don't know why, like, the flow of information, or at least, like, photos and stuff, like, has ceased. But, like, when all that stuff, like, happened at first, it was... All of the... All of the scenes were, like, you know, 17 to 19-year-old young boys, men, um, with no training, going headfirst and, and trying to take on a professional army. It's foolhardy. It's dumb. But I don't doubt their sincerity. I don't doubt their commitment or their bravery, nor their intention to want to do that. So I don't know, like the, the appeal of country music, particularly for like young men, because uh, I, I, do, I do think that, that it seems like uh, men tend to be more into country music, I would say. Um, than women, although it's probably 50, like it's probably, eh, it's not 50, 50, it's probably 60, 40. Um, but particularly like, not like the pretty boy country guys, but like, like the ones that like, it seems like my friends listen to like the dark and, uh, you know, people are sitting around drinking moonshine and, you know, talking about war. I, I, that's probably more of like a, a male demographic. And I, and I wonder that, you know, what access to that music kind of does to either propagate that or if it helps or hurts. You know, rap's no different. I mean, I, particularly, like, the early, like, the gangster rap stuff, like, in the 90s and early 2000s, like, that that shit was violent as hell. And I, it's probably still violent. Like, I would imagine, I don't listen to much rap anymore, but I would imagine they're still talking about shooting violence and things like that. Country music's the same way. Appealing to a different demographic, I would, I would guess, but it's, um, I don't know. Guns and music. Sound like a New York Times columnist. Although, I, I'll take the opposite take of the New York Times, where it's like, how do we continue to emasculate men further? And, um, you know, what is wrong with men, as opposed to trying to understand. Like, if this was a women's problem, like, do you, the amount of understanding we would try to do. Like, I don't think, at least to my knowledge, there's been, like, any serious, like, psychological 
kind of outline of like, hey, we need to do a, we need to do a better job of, uh, you know, reaching men and making sure they're okay. I mean, like the suicide rate for young men is a multitudes higher than women, multiples higher. Um, and then, you know, it's like Pride Month too, and we're talking about all of the the prevalence of suicide that, that happens in the trans community, like I, which, I'm, you know, obviously it's pr- proportionally quite a bit, but just the raw numbers of just men that kill themselves uh, or get themselves into situations where they're likely, you know, to be uh, jailed for a long time, committing violent crimes, it, it's, it's multiples higher. And it's always the problem is it's just, you know, toxic masculinity and, and shit like that. But it's, I think it's far, far deeper than that. And I think there's some truths in how we've maybe uh, remolded the world to be a friendlier place for, uh, for women or for people that don't fit the heteronormative male approach. Um, it's come at a great expense to that. I mean, let me, here, let's look this up. What is the, just so I'm, I'm going facts. If I'm talking suicide, I better get at least some of these fucking facts right. Suicide. <laughs> you know what? I'm not going to do that because the computer I have open right now is my work computer. <laughs> and if God knows they're monitoring my uh, workstation and I start typing in suicide rates for men, uh, I might get a phone call from Human Resources. Uh, hey, uh, it looks like you were looking up suicide rates. Is everything okay? I think get my badge access removed. I think I'm going to take a gun into the office. That's <laughs> I'm putting some internal watch list. Is everything going okay with your boss? If you make any trips to Connecticut, let us know, okay? <laughs> Oh, what the fuck? I don't know. Well, that took a turn, didn't it, Alf? Jesus, start talking about country music. I'm talking about Patrick shooting up his office. Jesus Christ. Um, all right, well, uh, there's really nothing else to talk about here. I mean, like, the, the Bengals, the Reds, there's nothing else. This will be a short one today. I had to get that country music stuff off my chest. Um, but I don't, I don't know. We'll, we'll, see how this, we'll see how this goes tonight. I'm, I'm hoping that, like... They're a bit more dynamic live. I mean, one of the things that's frustrating too is like, I think country music live, it sounds the same because it's got this like overproduced Nashville sound where, and what I mean by that is if you go to Nashville and you go to, I don't know, pick any, any three bars that are playing any of the popular, I don't know, but any of the three popular bars that have live music, they're all playing. Like anyone could step into these bands. Because it's not as if any, like any guitar playing is like radically different or it, God knows there's no melody. So if you can just hit a C and have a range of, I don't know, five notes, you should be all right. Um, it's, it just sounds so overproduced and there's like instruments randomly in there. So we'll see. Hopefully live, it's, it's a bit more like live music, but not the overproduced garbage that comes out of Nashville. That's a demographic in and of itself, by the way. People that want to move to Nashville as if Nashville is like, 
<laughs> well, I guess it has been touted as some sort of like Southern cultural capital. So like all of those like pseudo racist uh, political commentators, like I think like Tommy Lahren, right? I think she moved to Nashville. Um, all the Clay Travis, I think he's a Nashville guy. I, mean, I, I don't know. I, I just feel like Nashville's full of scumbags and partially talented individuals uh, trying to live a dream. <laughs> it's like a more closed-minded New York. Everyone there is trying to live a dream. And then you go, you grind it out 10, 15 years. And then when it's all said and done, you still have nothing. You look around, you're 35 years old. All your friends are gone. You don't have a career. You have no savings, right? You're too old, you're too ugly to, to be on the scene these days. So your only option is to go move to either Long Island or go the fuck back home for where you're from. <laughs> or if you're in Tennessee, you just move to what? What's the exile for, for Nashville? I guess it's probably cheap enough. You can still hang out there. I don't know. It's kind of expensive, Nashville. Full scumbags. I don't know. So we'll see. We'll see. I'll, uh, I'll have an update. I'm sure for the next episode, thank you all for listening. Um, and if you have any feedback on the country music, the herd immunity podcast at gmail.com is the email, Instagram, on Twitter. Um, <laughs> that's all. See y'all. Catch you on the other side. Bye now.